1: your story. Roll the truth around your head. bow for glory. I ain't getting out of this bed. The sun comes struggling Again. The sun comes struggling on. Yesterday's dead and gone. And I feel I'm bound for glory. Dreaming in a cowboy song. And I feel I'm bound On. Yesterday's dead and gone. And I feel I'm bound for glory. Dreaming in a cowboy song. And I feel I'm bound for glory.
0: For opening us up with some energy this morning. Good morning, everybody. That food smells good out there. Whew, man, one hour through service and we'll get there. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. For our opening prayer, I'm going to be reading an excerpt from a book by Stephen Charleston, and he's talking about community. And I was reading it this past week with some members of the church, and I saw it as a prayer for what this community could be. So let us go to God in prayer. We are a wild bunch of believers, those of us who break the rules for a good cause. We practice undisciplined smiling when others preach doom and gloom. We are out back helping to feed the neighbors while others are up front talking about why the neighbors are not hungry. There's more than method to our madness of love. We are not disrespectful of somber predictions for our shared future, but are unwilling to let resignation be our best shot. We are joyfully insistent on the alternative of hope. We are unapologetically committed to trust in something bigger than ourselves. We are wild because faith is wild when it is untamed by the fences of fear. Amen. Let us rise and sing together.
1: They sang their hymns of praise To Thee now high exalted
0: Our melody
1: we raise All glory loud and honor To Thee, Redeemer King To whom the lips of children Made sweet hoses
2: love here in the Adam sisters together. If there is one week, one week where we Christians are aware of our own propensity toward violence, this is the week, Holy Week. And then if there's one week where we Christians may see clearly God's love for us through the cross and resurrection. It is this week, Holy Week. Let us confess together the ways that we sin in prayer and then individually, silently. Let us pray. Jesus, we cry out, Hosanna, which means save us. Save us, O Lord, from the evil in this world. Save us from that which traps us and holds us back. Save us by bringing us into your glory. God so loved the world that he sent his only son, Jesus, to be with us. Through Jesus, we are forgiven. Through Jesus, we are set free. Through Jesus, we get to begin again. For that, I say thanks be to God.
0: Quick announcement. Um, After worship today, we're going to have a field day for all generations, all abilities. We've got some food from the food truck, $12 per plate, cash. Um, But hang out, if you'd like. We'd love to celebrate uh, as a community together, just as Jesus did with his disciples on the first Palm Sunday. So our scripture today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 28 through 44. Hear now what God has to say to us today. After he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And when he had come near Bethpage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it, just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. And as he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives The whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. The word of God to us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. The title for today's message is The Hopeful Road. So two parades entered the city of Jerusalem. We're not talking St. Paddy's Day or Christmas parades. These parades were shows of authority of who was in charge. And they came from different directions, down different roads, led by very different kings. From the west came Pontius Pilate, high on a chariot with the glamorous extravagance of the Roman imperial power. You know, glossy armor, weapons of torture, and war. Pilate was aware of the coming festival of Passover, and he also knew the reputation of the Jewish locals as rebel rousers. Pilate came with the Roman army to keep the peace. Passover, after all, celebrated the Hebrew deliverance from slavery, so an insecure leader wouldn't have to think too creatively to know that insurrection was in the air. But from the east came a contrasting force. It was a movement of hope away in the desert. It was not just the people's movement, it was God with the people. Emmanuel, Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the carpenter's son, came to Jerusalem and he knew what his future held. He wore no fancy clothes, he didn't have an army. He didn't even own his own donkey. It was a rental. Well, on the west side of town, peasants stood in fear and silence, staring at swords and spears. On the east side, Jesus' followers were hooting and hollering, shouting out the Psalms that had been deep in their hearts for just a moment such as this, joyfully spreading their cloaks, waving palm branches in the air. If Dawn were there, she'd be salsa dancing. (laughs) If some of the downtown kids were there, they'd be playing tag, running circles around Jesus and his cult. If I were there, I'd be standing in line at the food truck. (laughs) But while Pilate preferred to keep his followers quiet in fear, Jesus brought along this wild hope that brought his followers to abundant life. And it's a strange path that Jesus chose to walk. It's a wild way to enter a city. And he calls a lot of attention to himself for someone who knows he's got political enemies. The Pharisees knew it. In a way, they're like, hey, Jesus, the Romans are right over there. Could you keep it down? And keeping it down was certainly not in Jesus' playbook on this day. And the Pharisees get a really bad rap, like they are evil. But really, I just think they're boring. They're held captive by fear. They're afraid of encountering God authentically because God is too large, too magnificent, too wild for them to control. And on this day, Jesus could not be controlled. He knew his destination. He knew his path. It was the path of hope. It was a path that wasn't made by Jesus alone. It was made with help from the people. People who danced and sang. People who took off the cloaks from their back and laid them down, giving honor to their king. Jesus relies on people, flawed, imperfect, awful people. The disciples fetch him the colt, which some strangers just let him use. And then a crowd of cheering fans welcome him into their city. Jesus chooses a different way, different than the ones traveled by Pilate, by any king, by any ruler, then or now. It is the path that gathers people in hope rather than gathering them in fear. And how tragic it is that the bulk of the roads that we are encouraged to walk are forged in fear. I mean, we're bombarded by it. On the news, in my neighborhood Facebook group, Y'all know what I'm talking about. In small town conversation, in my own head. Because fear is captivating. It motivates us to act irrationally against all that we might believe. It's a tool manipulated by kings, by rulers, by dictators, by pastors, and by social media algorithms. It sells advertisements. It attracts campaign contributions but I rarely see anything truly productive come from it. Fear is a dangerous road. The road that leads to senseless violence against one another. The road that leads to the execution of a friend. The road that leads to war crimes and torture. The road that makes us numb cut off, more likely to disengage from the world and from our neighbors, which is far from anything that Jesus wants for us. Fear poisons us to focus on what we are against rather than what we collectively hope for. Because as Jesus rides into the city, the people shout to him, they praise him, they sing for him. And I don't think they are crying out in fear of what might happen if they don't follow Jesus. They're not afraid of some punishment if they don't give their hosannas loud enough. Rather, they are crying out in hope of what following Jesus might bring. They are laying down their cloaks in hope that the path they are making together will lead to something better than where they have been. They are collectively hoping for salvation. And I know salvation is a loaded word because hoping for salvation might mean something different for everyone. For the people in the crowd, hoping for salvation might mean hoping for rain and a fruitful harvest. It might mean hoping to be delivered from situations of abuse, hoping for a spouse, hoping to bear a child, hoping for a job, Hoping for an older parent to die without pain. Hoping to be seen. Hoping to see. Our hopes in this sanctuary are very different. Just as they were for the crowd that gathered on that cloak-covered road in Jerusalem. Stephen Charleston, in his book, Ladder to the Light, argues that it is not all that important that we all hope for the same thing. It is important, however, that we gather to celebrate what we hope for together. That we gather to celebrate what we hope for together. In this Lenten journey, we began all alone, getting quiet, practicing forgiveness of ourselves, And then we came together to practice forgiveness as a community. We came together to serve and grow alongside each other. And now we join in Jesus' mission of hope. And to do so, we must choose the wild hope of Jesus instead of falling into the trap of fear set by Pilate. We must choose the pathway covered in cloaks and palms rather than the one riddled with swords and shields. And I know this is difficult to do because fearful roads look great at first. They're smooth, freshly painted. They're the kind of road that you see and you know it's gonna be a good ride. But once you start Traveling on them, cracks begin to form. Paint, chips, potholes expand. There's nothing underneath providing support of a fearful road. There's no foundation to fear. There's nothing but hatred, xenophobia, and ignorance creating holes beneath the road as big as the holes they make in our own hearts. Fear is weak. And as we travel along the fearful roads of our own choosing, the worst part is they don't get us anywhere. They just spiral us inward into our own anxiety, into our own self-doubt and stagnation, far, far away from the promised land of God. My wife Gardner and I experienced a very brief walk down the fearful road this past week. The good news is, we're having a baby. Well, she is having the baby boy in October. (laughs) Our family of three is becoming a family of four, and we are thrilled but the feeling of excitement and hope gave way to panic this past week for the dumbest of reasons. We walked around a a messy house full of stuff thrown all over, mostly mine, and we became overwhelmed. The simplest act of a disorganized house sparked doubt and fear in our ability to parent anything. Can we do this, we asked ourselves. Are we prepared for the chaos of a newborn child? Are we sure we even wanna bring a child into this world? Imagine all that could go wrong. And We were just spiraling inward as we tend to do. But it took a second for us to step off the road of anxiety and fear. It took a deep breath to acknowledge the fear in us and respond with hope, grounded in each other and ultimately grounded in God. Maybe we can do this. Maybe this child will one day bring solutions and joy to a world. Maybe this child will teach us about the love of God. Maybe we can choose hope Amidst our fear. And just as in that small instance, we're removed from fear to hope, we cannot forget how easy it is to revert backwards. Humans, we have the shortest of attention spans, and they're only getting shorter. Jesus knows this better than anyone. These disciples that we read in scripture today, well, they fall off the hopeful road. In a week's time, fear takes control. Those who once shouted, blessed is the king, deny Jesus three times and remain silent at his arrest. Those who once cried out, Hosanna, turn their cries to crucify him. Those who ask Jesus to save us stare upon his bleeding body on the cross and tell him to save yourself. The same city that welcomes Jesus will call him to be executed only a few days later. Dawn reminded us a few weeks ago that we must make a daily choice to forgive. Charles challenged us last week that we have to choose to respect and truly see someone when we serve them. Today, as we enter Holy Week, we must actively choose the way to prepare for Jesus. We must choose the hopeful road, the wild road, the road that doesn't quite make sense. We must lay down our cloaks taking small but bold steps to follow Jesus, overcoming our fears to choose the hope that only God can bring to this world. The hope of wild peace when it doesn't seem possible. The hope of resurrection in all forms of death. And the hope that God can redeem the enormous messes that we all make. Our hopes are as different as we are. As different as the cloaks that we lay at the feet of Christ. But the road that we must choose to walk is the same. It's the wild road of Jesus. It's the hopeful road. May we choose to follow. Thanks be to God. Amen.
1: The fireside that burns so bright begins to grow faded. It can be hard to see the ground which you say. I'll always be with you, yeah, I'll always be with you. When the hope that you hold tightly to is all but This time tomorrow And the edges of the night may cause you sorrow You know I may not be around this town tomorrow But our holy dreams of yesterday are gone They still haunt us like the ghosts of Babylon. And the breaking of the day might bring you sorrow No, I may not be around this town tomorrow, but I'll always be.
2: God, you know, you know that we are a wild bunch of believers who break the rules for a good cause and practice undisciplined smiling while others preach doom and gloom. You know we are not disrespectful of somber predictions for our shared future, but we are unwilling to let resignation be our best shot. We are joyfully insistent on the alternative of hope. We are unapologetically committed to trust in something bigger than ourselves, in you, Jesus. We trust in you. So we join the crowds on the sides of the streets, joyfully waving anything we've got in our hands, and we insist on hope in the face of fear. And we lean into our communities of hope, even as we contribute to the problem, the denying of our Savior. Because in spite of us, Jesus, you save us. We don't have to look far in our own neighborhood to find evil. We need to be saved. And you save us, O Lord, with hope. With Jesus, who loves us too much to let us stay in the gallows So we pray this day for resurrection, for the son suffering addiction, and the daughter overwhelmed with anxiety, for the father who is depressed, for the mother who feels trapped by others' expectations of her. We pray for our neighbor next door or seated right now beside us who longs for their own home or for financial security or for assurance that you exist, God and that you save us still. Save us, we pray today, Lord, as we pray the words you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, But deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let's stand now and affirm what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. Friends of Hope, what do you believe? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost,
1: I oh. oh. Almighty, victorious, thy great name we praise.
0: So, friends, no matter what you hope for, let's do it together. Let's walk this hopeful road with Jesus together. As we go out on this road, may the peace and love of God, which surpasses all our human understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds until we meet again. Friends, go in peace. Alleluia. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash go.